This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other. Where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way. Where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. Before I tell you about today's show, I'd like to remind you that if you find value in the messages we share on Step Right with Lynn, please like and follow the show right on SoundCloud. That's what allows the show to be found when people search for the show and the topics in the show. The search engines reward those who they can see are being viewed. We create the content and we need you to like, share, follow, and comment. I hear from so many listeners bringing me ideas for show topics and guests for the show. It's so rewarding to hear from you, so please feel free to send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Send me your comments and your suggestions. My guest today is Ron Beckett. Ron is the founding director of Arcady, an organization established to encourage outstanding young musicians by providing them a bridge between their student and professional performing careers. Most of Arcady's work is in two areas, period performances of early music repertoire and the works of Ronald Beckett. The ensemble offers 20 to 30 programs, ranging from small ensembles to full choral orchestral performances in Ontario each year. Arcady has released three CD recordings, A Baroque Messiah, Welcome Yule and Ruth. Welcome Yule is a collection of original Christmas compositions and Beckett arrangements. A Beckett miscellany, a sampling of Ron's instrumental music performed by the Essex Winds and Arcady. Ron has written three operas that constitute a trilogy, Ruth, John, and I Am, that have been given fully staged performances by Arcady and Queen's Student Opera. Ron's catalogue of compositions includes a number of additional large-scale works for orchestra or orchestra and chorus, and an abundance of chamber music and pieces for organ and piano. Since 2008, he's written a great number of songs and music for youth, especially for the Arcady Youth Singers. Ron Beckett is an associate of the Royal Conservatory of Music in Piano Performance, and also holds a Master of Music degree in composition from the University of Western Ontario. In recognition of his outstanding contributions to music and community, he was inducted into the McMaster Alumni Gallery in 2004. Ron's works are frequently heard on classical radio in North America and Europe. Welcome, Ron. Pleasure to be here, Lynn. So, Ron, what's the busiest time of year for musicians? Well. Every time of year is busy for musicians. I think in order to be a musician, you have to keep going. So uh, one of the things I always encourage the 
musicians of Arcady, the emerging artists, is that they, they really can't take breaks. And even during their breaks, they have to be planning, they have to be thinking of what they're doing. I mean, it's not an arduous occupation in that sense that uh, you really need uh, mental and physical breaks. You can, you know, constantly enrich yourself. But in answer to your question, it's probably Christmas time, which is why you decided to put this interview in <laughs> just before Christmas. And uh, yeah, it's a great time for me. It's always been a great time for me. I think I've put on a Christmas show um, every Christmas since, uh, since I was nine years old. Wow. <laughs> and uh, at that time, it was just sort of organizing friends and family and uh and neighbors and uh bringing them into the house on christmas eve and i would have printed programs and it's exactly the same thing i do now i just do it on a larger scale and incorporate more people and and go outside of the house to do it sure why do you think that christmas is so busy for musicians well it's a very inspiring time of the year and it's uh i think the audiences dictate that because it's the time of year that people want to hear music and they want to hear traditional music and Everything in the Christmas season is sort of governed by tradition anyway. I think anyone that does anything creative, whether it be arts or music, if you're a cook, I mean, you, you associate uh, Christmas season with food and, uh, and baking and, uh, and whatever you are involved, if you're doing crafts, naturally that is your time of year when you're getting your stuff ready for uh, shows and uh, vendor sales. And uh, musicians are no different. I mean, it's, if people are in a going out mood, they're in a buying mood, they're in an entertainment mood, and uh, generally they're in a festive frame of mind. So we like to uh, take advantage and ride that wave for sure. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that music is so important to our traditions? I think music is not as important to the integral part of culture as it once was and maybe is still in certain parts of the world. But because of the association with uh, tradition, Christmas uh, music remains important in the Christmas season. Every tune that I think we uh, arrange or rearrange or present in some new fresh fashion reminds somebody, conjures up memories of childhood, of youth, of good times, of family and friends. And those are the themes that are recurring in the concerts we do. You know, we have many avenues for presenting Christmas concert. You know, you can look at it from so many different points of view. The family, the tradition, uh, the church aspect. But, you know, we tend to take a very general approach now and certainly presented in Canada and really in any part of the world. The wintry landscape is very much a part of the theme. So uh, a lot of our songs and our presentations are about cold weather. Mm -hmm. I guess our family was like yours in that when my grandparents had Christmas, we always knew that everybody that was taking any lessons on anything was a time to perform. I've got a couple of cousins who did uh, piano duets, and so they would perform all their piano duets, and, you know, somebody would sing. Yeah, there was generally some violin players or something as well. <laughs> so <laughs> It's a good time. Yeah. It's a good yeah, time. Yeah. So when you were nine years old and you were uh, putting on those performances, uh, what did that entail? Do you mean how high was the quality? I'm not, you know, they're probably still on old cassette. Uh, I should have brought one in and That's played right, it. That's right, yeah. But they were essentially the same thing I do now in the fact that I printed song sheets with the words, handed them up to people, and expected them to sing. I don't actually expect that now of our audiences, but, you know, we've done that. Even then, I was making my own arrangements. Uh, I didn't have other musicians around, so I would put alternate parts on pre-recorded sound-on-sound -sound tapes. 
So I would play with myself, along with myself, and when I was performing at the piano. I didn't sing. I've never sung. I teach people to sing, but I've never actually sung in public. But certainly directing and, uh, and composing and arranging, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So what does Arcady have coming up to celebrate Christmas this year? 25th of November, we'll be at the Mississauga Living Arts Centre for a program entitled There's a Song in the Air. This program evolved from a CD that we did in 2001 called Welcome Yule. And it's been adapted, reshaped, and certainly added to. Every year since then, I think we have performed it at least uh, once every year, except I think the year following the CD release. The CD release year, we had a tremendous run of concerts and pretty well exhausted it for a while. Brought it back two years later, and we've done it every Christmas since in one venue or multiple venues. It has changed a lot since the original CD, although the sentiment has remained the same. When you make a CD, you're designing sort of a, an entertainment that people can listen to intact. They can have it on while they're having Christmas dinner, or having friends over. But they can also pluck out the individual tracks and listen to them individually. And certainly with the modern digital era, they're available online for individual download on iTunes. And that's what most people seem to do now. Certain tracks go more than others. And, um, but, you know, when you're presenting a live concert, especially now where we stage the concert, it's a dramatic presentation that follows a continuum from beginning to end. And so you're thinking a little bit differently. It's taken on perhaps a bit more of a secular element than it, it was originally. And with the new emerging artists in, in Arcady, I'm writing things and arranging things that suit them. So a lot of the music has been added. Every year we add, uh, I add new pieces, always done in the heat of summer. <laughs> and always ready for presentation in the heart of winter. Mm-hmm. It's about time for us to go for a break, but we'll hear one of the compositions that will be featured in that upcoming performance on Friday, November the 25th at 7.30 p.m. at the Mississauga Living Arts Centre. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the role of the audience in the performance. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Lynn Wedham is passionate about being a resource for those who want to find effective strategies to plan their legacy. Every gift makes a difference. And every gift in every will makes a difference. It is Lynn's dream that it be commonplace for everyone to consider effective planning for their favorite charities in their estate plans. What if you found a way to make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Lynn's five-step process makes it easy to maximize opportunities for giving you may not know exist. You can reach Lynn at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. You can reach me by email, lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. My guest today is composer Ronald Beckett, and we've been talking about the importance of music in our traditions. So, Ron, historically, have ticket sales supported the arts? You know, that depends on the event, and it depends on where you are. Um, one of the things uh, we have done in the past is we've performed in a lot of venues that ordinarily wouldn't experience concert, uh, professional concert performance. So we've gone to a lot of little places and say, this is the kind of experience that you would have if you went to a major art center in a big city, and we're bringing it right here to your backyard, to your hometown. And it's worked. It's been very good. It's, uh, it's allowed the audience to expand. And you indeed have people at your shows that ordinarily would not experience that. In that case, your box office uh, sales are going to be a fairly small percentage of what you're, what you're going to need in order to pay for the show. And that is the case no matter where you perform. Lately, we have gone to the larger venues, certainly Mississauga Living Arts Center, Sanderson Center, Lighthouse Theater, our big shows this year, and those are large venues. You can charge more in large venues, I think, because people are, they have all of the amenities of a large concert hall, you know, comfort, and all of the uh, stage appurtenances, the lightings and scenery, and, uh, and all of the various things that you can do during the breaks. So the ticket sales will be a little bit higher. And also, it's an audience that's accustomed to coming to concert events. So, you know, it's part of their entertainment dollar. They're, it's a package they're expecting to uh, incorporate in their budget. But still, it's uh, surprisingly low. I think ours uh, box office sales is a bit higher than most arts organizations, just having looked at the, the information that's available to us. And it is all available to us because we're all a nonprofit organization, so one can just look it up. And I think uh, that's where the creativity comes in, because we have to figure out those other ways to, to pay the expenses. Mm-hmm. So what generally happens today as far as um, support for the arts? Well, that's where things have really changed. I've been in the business long enough to realize that it is, as I say, not an integral part of our culture as it once was. When I first started, I was advised by people in the know people in granting agencies, government granting agencies, to not invest money in advertising and marketing for the arts because they said you get it for free. And that was the case. That uh, was definitely the case back in the days uh, before corporate controlled media. And when, for instance, your local newspaper mostly printed local information and local events, 
There was no doubt I would go down the streets of Brantford and Simcoe and would be recognized by most people. Uh, that is not the case anymore. You're very much behind the scenes and you have to be much, much more creative in getting your publicity. So now we have to pay for it. We have to make ourselves known and that involves an investment of time and money and energy and also the knowledge of the various uh, sources available. Social media has changed everything, but it's, it's not something is, you know, you hear so much about social media, but it's not something that everybody uses. Certainly the traditional arts audience, for the most part, doesn't really use it. And also people that do use it don't really know how to use it advantageously. I mean, you can go to seminars on, mm-hmm. on Twitter and um, they'll teach you how to delete sort of dead tweets and um, how to encourage shares and retweets. And uh, it's an art and a craft in itself. And to be able to parlay that into actual promotion takes a lot of time, effort, and skill. And most arts organizations certainly haven't acquired that skill by this point. But mostly, you're going to corporations and to businesses and to um, explore the various avenues where it's beneficial to both parties. And that's Mm-hmm. essentially how you can pay your bills in today's market. So how can people support composers and musicians today? The biggest thing they can do is come to the events. There's so much competition for entertainment nowadays. Uh, there's so much on. Really, TV has become a thing of the past. I mean, everything you want is available online. Also, it's a society that's more tired than it used to be. <laughs> people commute more. I think that's very true. Yeah, people commute more. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of various reasons. There's a lot more electromagnetic radiation in the environment. I mean, people are worn out. They need to do uh, things to revitalize themselves. And um, one of the things that always fascinates me is the appearance. I mean, the physical appearance of an audience before and after, and the marked difference. Sometimes you think, oh, the last thing I want to do is to go out tonight. Uh, I just want to sit here and just uh, maybe fall asleep <laughs> in front of the TV. And, you know, that's not always the best thing to do. There's a lot of energy and a lot of stimulus out there that you don't even know exists. And to, to come to our events, the people at the end usually look as though they want more. And that's always been my theory. Have, mm-hmm. them, have them wanting more. Don't have them feeling as though that was just too much. <laughs> um, so we keep our, you know, our event short and uh, we keep it fast, fast moving. And again, much, much more so than I would have thought about 20 years ago. Certainly much more visual stimulus than we would have concerned ourselves with. The fact that we stage everything now. It's not simply a choir up there singing. There, there's, there's something for people to look at. There's something uh, for people to follow. Things are assembled so that they follow a story and follow continuous action. Certainly in the case of the, the Christmas concert, what once was a concert. People, you know, this song followed by this reading and then the next song is now continuous drama. It's, uh, it's something that is just flowing from event to event, all beautifully staged by... Tammy Wedham, who happens to be your daughter. Did you know she was involved in this? <laughs> I heard something about it, yeah. <laughs> well, she is supremely talented, and uh, I'm always amazed by the ideas she comes up with. But again, these are, the, these are the things we have to do to keep the audience active, to keep the audience engaged. Well, that's great. I'm really interested in, in that idea of going out. I, it's very true that sometimes you... You have a ticket for something, and then you think, oh, why did I think I wanted to go out tonight? 
But when you get out, you're always glad that you made the commitment. And, and so this idea of being rather revitalized by having that time to relax and, and engage in the uh, performance, that's a, that's a good message. So we'll go for another quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll want to know a little bit more about how to get tickets and how we can get our hands on some of your CDs and that kind of thing. We'll be right back. Financial decisions. You face them at every turn. Do you ever feel lost? Do you ever feel like you might be missing something or making a mistake? Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Step Right Capital Planning. So welcome back. My guest today is Ron Beckett, and we've been talking about how people can support the arts. And one of the ways that we can do that is by purchasing tickets. So this event that's coming up on November the 25th, we've talked a little bit about what people can expect. How can we get tickets? You can go to the Arcady website, arcady.ca, or you can go directly to the Mississauga Living Arts Center website for their upcoming events and they're all listed and just push the purchase tickets button and away you go. What about your CDs? How would someone go about getting their hands on on uh, one of the CDs? Probably the quickest way again is the Arcady website and uh, thanks for asking that Lynn. Especially at Christmas time they make great stocking stuffers. If you want to mm-hmm. buy the CD intact you can go to the uh, recording section or merchandise section, I think it is, in our website. And it will direct you to the means of purchasing either the CD intact or downloading the CD or downloading the individual tracks from the CD. And how can people find more out about future Arcady performances? We're on Facebook and Twitter. And there is a very fine YouTube video coming out, which will give a preview of this Christmas concert. And hopefully it'll be the first of many such videos. And what is the uh, address? You've mentioned the website several times. What's the address for the uh, for the website? Arcady.ca. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's how we could find out about that. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, sharing with us about the upcoming events and the way that people can help with that. And we'll check in with you again sometime in the future. Thanks, Lynn. It's a pleasure to be here, and I hope all of your listeners Come to our show on the 25th of November in Mississauga. We do. We'll be looking for you there. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. We hope you'll join us next time. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.